Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad, along with Robbie Falk from 24-7 Sports, give you an inside look at the Bulldogs on the field, the court, and the diamond. Now, get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Tuesday morning. Thanks for joining us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our Great listeners out there, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way. The trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House or at Brupolo over in Tupelo. Anywhere you live in the state of Mississippi, though, you can always grab Strange Brew Coffee. All you got to do is go to strangebrewcoffeehouse.com and get it shipped right to your door. Whatever kind of coffee machines on your kitchen counter, they've got you covered at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. College Corner, collegecornerstore.com. That's the best place to find Mississippi State merchandise because they have the largest selection in central Mississippi. Two locations in the Jackson area to serve you. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online, like I said, at collegecornerstore.com. Whatever it is you're looking for, for yourself, for your house, for your car, for your tailgate, they've got you covered at College Corner. Humble Taco, Starville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. When you want to try something different, try something delicious, you go to Humble Taco this this spring when the weather is nice. It's not nice today, but when it is nice, man, there's just not going to be a better place to be in Starkville than the Humble Taco patio. Grab yourself a margarita. Grab a couple of delicious tacos that you can't get anywhere else because no one else has Mexican fare with Mississippi roots like Humble Taco. If you're looking for an easy solution for lunch, Firehouse Subs is the way to go. Just place the order online with your Firehouse Subs app. Walk in, pick it up. And you're back at the office before you know it. And, of course, you're piling up reward points with the Firehouse Subs app quicker than just about anybody else out there. So you're eating free subs very, very soon. Locations are in Starville and Oxford, Columbus and Tupelo, Flow and Madison. That's Firehouse Subs. Robbie Falk. Hello. Hey, how are you, friend? I'm fine. So I'm sure everybody's excited. We're doing a full AEW Revolution recap here. I know nobody wants to hear about anything else. Let's go. I could. I could again, again. I like I said, I had a, such a great weekend outside of Mississippi State sports. That was part of it. Um, but Mississippi State sports. Uh, looking at baseball, twenty third in the D one poll, unranked in Baseball America. Those are really only two I pay attention to. Uh, I, I'd be honest, I was surprised they were ranked in D one. Um, this t- it's not a top twenty five team right now. That they're just not. Um, you know, I, I, I preseason polls, even after week one. You can, you can rank on potential, but three weeks into the season, you're starting to see what these teams are a little bit. And I know that three weeks into the 2018 season, nobody would have said that was a College World Series team. And sometimes things like that happen. But right now, Robbie, this is not a top 25 team in any shape or, or form. But how far away are they? I mean, is it just a question of a couple of things clicking, or is this, or is this major problems in your opinion? I think it's major problems. I don't – I, we talked about it on the Monday show. I just don't see the the pieces in the bullpen for Mississippi State to be a top-of-the-line 
team. I just I, – I don't know where you find those pieces. Some guys are going to have to really get it together and become something that they haven't been. Parker Stanett, Cam Tuller, Andrew Walling, those guys are going to have to be – you rock solid out of the bullpen. They have they have guys with stuff, but we just have not seen enough from these guys to 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 really be confident that they can come in there and get great hitters out. Because I, I didn't think Tulane was swinging the bat just extremely well until you know maybe late on Saturday. Um, you know, Landon Sims just made that group look like a bunch of junior high children out there what he was doing and the guys with with power were getting the ball past the hitters it was the guys coming in there walking guys hitting guys you know they balked in a run yesterday to tie the ball game that's stuff that you can control that's stuff that you can if you have if you have command if you're able to throw strikes you can control that that that's a gift for the other team when you're get, when you're putting guys on base, when you're hitting guys, when you're uh, walking guys, you know I think Mikey Tepper had a guy like O two and hit him the mm-hmm. other day, like that stuff. Cam Tuller had a guy O two and walked him. That those those are things that that a pitcher out of the bullpen has to eliminate. You can't have guys coming out of the bullpen walking guys. That that's supposed to be your time where you're where you're coming in there pounding the zone, and that's what kind of frustrates Chris Lamonis when guys aren't able to do that. So I do not see that from this bullpen. I don't, I don't see enough from this bullpen to give me faith that this team can be a, a top-of-the-line team this year. And, you know, I, I've, I've been wrong before. There's, there's been teams that have been worse than this one that have made it to Omaha. So, you know, anything can happen, but it's going to be a major uphill climb for Mississippi State this year, <clears throat> I, th- I think. The offense is going to have to carry them. What a statement to make when you think about where we were, you know, four or five days ago after that USM game, and we were thinking, "Gosh, is this team ever going to start hitting?" And now you're saying the offense is going to. And and, and in 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 fairness, Robbie, that's something we sort of said prior to the season, right? We said that you know they didn't really have any proven pitching at, at the starting at the starting position, and you felt okay about some of the bullpen guys. You felt good about the bullpen guys. Those guys haven't delivered, but you said we we both said. This team has got proven hitting, and those guys are going to have to deliver. They started to show some signs of that this past weekend. We'll see if they can continue that because uh, you're right. They're going to have to. You mentioned a guy a second ago, Andrew Walling. This is, the you know, you look back at last year and the MLB draft, and he was one of the guys that, you know, you were worried about. He ends up coming to Mississippi State. In his first outing against Arkansas Pine Bluff, he was not good. He was not good in, in that outing. That's a guy who State desperately needs to figure it out. Do you have any faith that that's going to happen? Not really, but I don't see it with, with State's current state where they are right now with this pitching staff, I don't see any reason not to give that dude a shot. I mean, if you're, if you're going to trot out Cam Tuller and he's struggled to get outs, why not trot out the left-hander that can hit 95? Yeah. I mean, let's see what if you're going to walk somebody anyway. Let's see if you can get a guy in there that somebody might swing and miss on. You know, I mean, if if you're going to put out a left-hander that you don't have confidence is going to get outs, do the do the guy that is throwing 96, 97 and has a three-four pitch mix. 
I mean, that, you got. there's no way that he's going to be able to help you sitting on the bench. He might hurt you when he comes out there on the field, but it can't get any worse, in my opinion. You, you have to find some guys that might emerge, and allowing him an opportunity to kind of get out of this and, and find his groove, I think is it has to happen because right now Mississippi State is lacking on – on these overpowering pitchers, I think. I, I don't see a ton of guys like Landon Sims that are dynamic arms coming out of the bullpen right now from Mississippi State. So let's see what you can get out of this guy. You know, maybe he develops into the third starter. Maybe he develops into your closer. Maybe he develops into a long relief guy. But you've got to find pieces. And I think this is the time where Crystal Monis has got to say here with the struggles that they've had, with Landon Sims likely out for the season, it's an open contest for for anybody to prove themselves and find a role here. We we have to have you, and a guy like Andrew Wallen, he I don't want to put that much pressure on him because right now you can't count on him. But he's got the he's got dynamic stuff to change the season for Mississippi State. Mm-hmm. And right now they they don't have as many guys that you can count on to do that. If he gets it together, he can change things for Mississippi State. But as it stands right now, there's not a whole lot of guys that you can that you really feel like can do that. And, and you know, his stuff, State's going to have to take some chances. They're going to have to look at it and go, okay, like you just said, these guys that can throw hard, we've we got to give them a shot here because what we're doing is not working. we got to change some things up. You know, you mentioned Drew Talley. You felt like he, he competed well. And that's a word that Lamonis uses a lot, compete. You know, that he doesn't have, if, if, if you make a mistake, you make a mistake. As long as you're up there throwing strikes, as long as you're up there hacking at the plate, you know, he, he can live with those decisions. So, Tally, uh, Walling, you're just going to have to see something from these guys because I don't think you can count on Taller or Stennett. I mean, I, I'm not saying think. I know you can't count on those guys right now. Maybe by the end of the season, they can round into a little bit more form, but not right now. I mean, those guys have have pitched a lot more than Drew Talley. And I just didn't see any any fear in Drew Talley when he came out. I I don't know if I could say that about Stinnett and Tuller. Those guys looked like they were waiting for something bad to happen. And the one thing I can say about Drew Talley, when he came in the game on on Friday night, he just came in there pumping strikes. When When he came in there on Sunday, he came in there pumping strikes. And that's... All you can ask for out of a guy in the bullpen, they squared him up and they hit him. They hit him hard a couple of times, but he came in there with a purpose. He was going to get outs, and that's that's what you're supposed to do coming out of the bullpen. You can't come in there and walk the leadoff guy. You can't come in there and get ahead 0-2 and walk that guy. That just that can't happen. You can't count on guys like that. So state has to find the guys that'll come in there and throw strikes. And if they get beat, they get beat. But that's the guys that you have to rely on. Especially late in ball games, yeah. That walks walks get you beat. Hit Walk, batters get you beat. Balls. The the, the doubles the, the doubles and home runs they don't get you beat. Yeah, I, you know you lose games on a, on home runs and things like that. But when you start giving away bases, those almost always come back to haunt you. Agreed. And that's what happened to Mississippi State in back to back games. Couple of other questions. We haven't talked much about Casey Hunt, who got the uh, opening weekend start, started on Saturday. For Mississippi State that week one. Haven't seen him in two weeks. That's got to be an injury, right? Yes, I I feel certain that he's injured right now. 
I don't have a clue how long that's going to be. I mean, that's that's something that we're going to have to – I mean, maybe y'all can get it out of Lamonis this week, but that's something that we'll have to ask him. Um, when, when we talk to him again, we, of course, we weren't in New Orleans, so we couldn't ask him about that. But obviously something's wrong there with Hunt because I feel, I feel certain that he would have pitched mm-hmm. um, at, at some point in the last couple of weeks, and he just hasn't. And um, I have heard that I have heard some rumblings, so to speak, that uh, he is he's dealing with an injury. So we just need to get an update on that. And and then, you might get it before before any of us do. Yeah, as we're recording, guys, we haven't talked to Coach Lamontis yet on Sports Talk Mississippi. Um, and then Stone Simmons on uh, the message boards. There, there's a lot of rumors flying around about him that you know the reason he didn't pitch more this weekend might also be due to injury. Yeah, I heard that. Uh, Saturday night, and uh, shortly after the game, I'd heard that he he actually just he couldn't go there in the ninth inning, and that that makes total sense. I, after the game, we recorded, I think, or the next day we recorded, and I I think I I had said I, it just didn't make sense. It, that had to have been the reason because I just don't think that Lamonis or or Foxhall makes that choice. It, it just – it didn't make any sense to me. Those guys have made some pretty good decisions in the past, and I, I think they would have known they needed Stone. If not Saturday, they needed him Sunday, and he didn't pitch neither game. So that leads me to believe that that rumor is true. And, again, haven't talked to Lamonis. And he didn't he didn't allude to that after the game. They said that they wanted to use Sinet, but I, I don't know if that's uh, 100% accurate. I, I think that – it's it's likely that Stone was hurt, and I don't know how serious, yeah. but yeah, if Simmons is out, if Hunt is out, I mean, it's really something to see how in less it, it, basically a year that Mississippi State's pitching staff went from its ultimate strength to this this kind of weakness. I mean, they are scrambling and looking for guys, and I, with the five games he has this week, Lamonis, I mean. I have no idea how he's going to set up these rotations. I have I have no clue. Like I said we're talking this, a little later. Hope to get some idea, but right this now this Tuesday this Tuesday Wednesday setup is not ideal at all. No, I mean, well, you know, and when you schedule it, you, you don't know that Landon Sims is going to hurt himself, that Casey Hunt's going to get hurt. You don't know these things. I get that, but man, you you would almost pray for rain down in Biloxi for at least yeah. one of these days just to get out. Yeah, of they, the they need at least one of those canceled. Yeah, but that, I don't think that's likely to happen. I think the weather's supposed to be really nice down there. So, what a what a tough situation for Mississippi State baseball, and we'll see if they're able to, to work their way out of it. You know, this is a weekend. What five games? In reality, they need to be four and one. They need to sweep Princeton, and they need to take one of these games from Texas Tech. That would get the season, I think, sort of Jack, you know, uh, cranked up again. Going into mm-hmm. SEC play. That's going to be exceedingly difficult. I have no faith in them to, to get one from Texas Tech, and I don't think they'll sweep. I just don't. I, I think they'll find a way I to lose the can, game. I think they can get one from Texas Tech. Well, I mean, I'm hopeful that they can. I just don't know who the pit, starting pitcher is going to be against a Texas Tech team that you know you know can mash. That's that's their that's their philosophy. That's what their program is built on. It's going to be Fristo and probably Jack Walker. If I had to guess, Walker scares the hell out of me. I mean, I, I, I can't. I don't have a whole lot of faith in that kid right now. I know, I know what he did in high school. I know that the potential is there, but right now he's. He, I mean, not pitching well. 
So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, let's move on into something, a, a little different subject. That's brought to you by friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that meat, beef is what's for dinner. You know, when the weather's nice outside like it was this past weekend, you're having a cookout, man, you know you want to put beef on the grill. Nothing beats the sizzle of beef on the grill. A steak, some burgers, or if you go big with a, a chuck roast or really big with a brisket, whatever it is, beef is always the best answer. When you put beef in the shopping cart, not only are you giving your family a delicious and nutritious meal, you're helping out 15,000 of your fellow Mississippians who are our beef providers. Don't forget to go to msbeef.org if you're looking for recipes. Beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats. You know, we just went there Friday, Robbie. I'm already craving it again. I feel like a pregnant woman sometimes. I just, I'm like, I get smoked wings on the brain. And I just, I can't, I can't get rid of that thought. So are you craving, uh, are you craving pickles? My wife craved uh, Flamin' Hot Cheetos and Mountain Dew Code Red. Wow. Yeah. And both of my kids. Funny, I craved that exact same thing in college. <laughs> What's funny is both my kids love flaming Hot Cheetos, but they never drink any kind of Mountain Dew. So it doesn't always uh, work that way. But what does work is going to Two Brothers, grabbing some smoked wings, grabbing some pork rind nachos, grabbing a couple of tacos. Man, the food is just so good. And, you know, when you go to a restaurant, we all talk about all oh, the experience, the ambiance, blah, blah, blah. And it's important. Don't get me wrong. But if the food's no good, who's going in? Who's walking in the door? The food is good. It's great at Two Brothers. That's my personal stamp of approval there. Next time you're in Starville, head over to the Cotton District, Two Brothers Smoked Meats. How easy can it be with Advantage Business Systems? Well, great products and great service, but everybody offers that. What makes them different? Well, let's talk about the selection. Let's talk about how many products we're talking about. We're talking about a catalog full of printers and copiers and information and mailing systems and computers and software, whatever your business needs, and and service. That's where Advantage Business Systems really sets themselves apart. Most of these big box chains, most of these you know, office supply dealers, you're talking about a call center when you have a problem. You're talking about a 1-800 number when you have a problem. Seven to 10 days and we can get it fixed problem. Advantage Business Systems gives you a local phone number. And you talk to a person here in the state of Mississippi, and they're there that day sometimes, and usually never more than 24 hours away. That's the difference that Advantage Business Systems gives you. Call them at 601-362-9192. Or visit them online at absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. Let's talk some football. We've got another positional breakdown here today. we got the wide receiver room loaded with talent. As loaded as it's ever been for Mississippi State in its 100-plus year history of playing football. You've never had this kind of crop of pass catchers. To the point where there are talented guys, Robbie, who aren't going to make a very big impact this year. I saw one today on Twitter. I saw that Jameer Calvin tweeted a highlight video, and I was like, that guy is actually really good. Elusive, can make the yards after the catch, sure-handed. Robbie, I- I'll be surprised if he catches more than 30 passes this year. Really? Yeah. I, I, th- I think he might factor into things. All right, well, let's start with the guys we know we're going to factor into things, and that's Jaden Wally and Austin Williams. Uh, those two guys were very reliable Wally took a step back, but I, I don't know if he took a step back as much as <clears throat> this season there were some more players around him. You know, I, you saw what Makai Polk was able to do. Uh, you, obviously, the addition of Calvin to Lou Griffin. You didn't have to, you know, Wally didn't have to just be the focal point of everything. He still had a really good season. Austin Williams, as reliable as they come, now in his 15th year at Mississippi State, he's got his third doctorate 
coming up. <laughs> Dr. Him and, him and Riley Norris have a lot of things to talk about from <laughs> Alabama. Yes, that, that, yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, it's funny. It's like if you say if you picked other school teams and said, who was at State a long time? They would say, yeah, Mangum was there for a long time. No, nobody would think of Austin Williams, but he has literally been – I think Jackie Sherrill recruited him. There were, um, there, people still had the Nokia flip phones when <laughs> Austin Williams – People were taking pictures at his signing day with Nokia flip with a razor, you know. That's right. Uh, but those guys are reliable. You know, you feel like, especially with Williams, I feel like on third and six, if you fire the ball to him, he's going to catch it and and move the chains. We all know what this offense needs. It needs more big play capability. Wally has some of that. Obviously, Tulu Griffin has a, has a good bit of that. I think Rara Thomas has some of that, and I expect him to be a guy who fights for a starting position out there on the outside. Where are the big plays coming from for, for you in this offense? Yeah, that's somebody's gonna have to jump up and, and make those plays. But you ha- you do have some options there. I think they, they went down the field a lot to to Tulu last year, more than I expected. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a guy. You know, a lot of people were annoyed with the fact that he's that he'll play on the outside, and um, there's not a whole lot of jet sweeps and things like that. But he's a deceptive, you know, down the field receiver. And I, I think you can get some big plays with him. He needs to be healthy. He needs to obviously needs more targets. Jaden Wally's always been really good across the middle of the field mm-hmm. and getting those yards after catch. I think that he can uh, make some plays as well. Um, I'm trying to think about that's not Brad Cumbus on this roster, by the way. I know um, they got to fix that. Antonio Harmon is one to watch this year. He he had some really good practices down the stretch and was eventually dressing out for state. Mm-hmm. I, I think he's a player that, that could factor in as that big body guy, that guy that I think kind of fits what Mike Leach was talking about when he was discussing tight ends late last year, kind of those hybrid guys that, you know, the he's not opposed to recruiting tight ends and Harmon is not a full blown tight end, but he kind of fits the mold of what, Mike Leach was talking about, and if he was recruiting tight ends, that's the kind of player that I think that he would be talking about. Um, but, yeah, that, that's probably going to be your guys. And then th- there's those two transfers that are that are interesting to me, Justin Robinson and Jordan Mosley. Yeah. But those guys, tremendous potential, but they haven't really done anything. Those, so those how, are the guys, yeah, we have to kind of play wait and see on. We don't, we don't yeah. know what you're going to get from them, don't know what kind of role they're going to fill in this offense. They've got to replace 105 catches, 1,046 yards, and nine touchdowns from one guy. You know, normally in Mississippi State, if I said I got to replace that, like four guys left. And then that's, that's you got to replace four guys. That's one guy. That's Makai Polk's stats there. Who is the most likely candidate to be the leading receiver on this team at the end of 2022? I think Jameer Calvin is a possibility. Really? I, I, think, I think he's going to be more of a factor than you think. I mean, um, I don't see him as a starter, though, in the slot. I think Wally and, and Williams are the starters. Uh, you you never know. I mean, this dude's going to be in his, what, fifth or sixth sixth year? Mm-hmm. I mean, we know Leach values that that experience. Um, I, it, the, the, obvious, the obvious answer, I think, is Jaden Wally. He was state's leading receiver before Makai Polk came, came along. And that, that's, that's a guy to watch for. You know, last year wasn't nearly as good as it was, but I, I thought some teams kind of had um, their sights set on him uh, a little more, and he, he wasn't able to kind of 
have those explosive plays nearly as much. But I mean, he had, he did have six touchdowns. He had four more touchdowns than he did uh, the previous season. But he had fourteen more yards. He had fourteen yards of catch in twenty twenty. He had eleven last year. I think he. I think those numbers are going to go up. I think he's going to have over sixty catches this year, and I think he's going to have close to eight hundred yards. I think Wally is going to be yeah the leading receiver on this team for sure. I think you're going to see big jumps from from Tulu Griffin, who is the the biggest big play threat. And I mean, we could do a whole show on how frankly misused he is in this offense but him and then a guy i'm really high on and i think is going to be a big time player is Ra Ra thomas um you know he had a, he had a, a couple catches or maybe a catch in the first game and you and i looked at each other we were like this is the guy that has the big game one and then you never hear from him again the whole season only you did uh-huh. and i think he had what three straight games four straight games towards the end of the year where he had a touchdown catch until he got, you know, he got hurt against, uh, uh, he got hurt against Auburn, and then didn't really factor in much towards the end. I, I think he's a superstar in in the making. I could see him going this year and be having to be like, like a 60, 70 catch season, being close to a thousand yards. I and mean, he averaged fourteen yards a catch last year. Got a little bigger body. I think he can get downfield if Rodgers can get him the ball there. That's a guy that you know, I, I really, I really like. I think that he can be a big time player. Uh, for Mississippi State in, in this offense, so you know it's it's crazy too the um, the freshmen that we thought were going to be the biggest factors, Jacoby Moore, Teddy Knox, mm-hmm. but those guys are leaving. Yeah, and Ra Ra Thomas was probably fourth on my list of freshmen that I thought was going to make an impact. Had zero expectations for. Yeah, and and he, I mean, you just never know. It, it's a lot of times it's about fit. Yeah, and this guy just came in and he fit right away, and he he was a player that they just couldn't keep off the field. Yeah. So state, you know, let's eight eight receivers, right? You look at last year, look at the stats: Polk, Wally, Williams, Heath, Calvin, Tulu, and then you know you've got uh, Ra Ra Thomas with eighteen catches. So you know, one, two, three, four, five, six. Seven and then Christian Ford had, had 19 catches. I don't know. I mean, that's a guy who played well as a walk on, he was a walk on, and then he got on your favorite. Your favorite, yeah. But state's basically going to have 18 guys in the mix to catch 20 plus, plus passes. So, who are they? I think we could all agree that Wally and Williams are in the mix. I'll definitely agree that Calvin's in that mix, Tulu Griffin's in that mix, Ra Ra Thomas is in that mix. That leaves three spots. So would we feel comfortable saying that that's going to be Harmon and then the two transfers? Or do you think that Christian Ford maybe, factors back in? Does Rufus maybe, Harvey make a step forward this year? Who, who are those next three guys? Maybe um, Caleb Ducking. Oh, okay. I mean, that could be a guy to watch. Mm-hmm. Or um, what about the true freshman, Marquez Dorch or Xavion Thomas coming in? Yeah, you, you, you never know, man. I mean, it's just – that's why the the spring and the summer and, like, the fall practices and all that are so big. That's when you start to really see people emerge. And I, I'm I'm interested to see who separates themselves because we, we will see some guys separate themselves from the pack. I think that – first off, obviously, it's a very good problem to have for Mississippi State. 
It is, if you have to point to what's the most impressive thing that Mike Leach has done at Mississippi State, it is the way he has turned this wide receiver room into what it is today. I mean, you, you have talent there. You have, this is a wide receiver room that maybe outside of Alabama, Georgia, almost everybody in the SEC would be like, yes, we would take the Mississippi State wide receiver room over our own. I mean, there's just so many guys. You've got all kinds of different guys in there, too. You've got guys like Griffin and Calvin who are smaller but elusive and got speed. you got trusty receivers, guys like, like Austin Williams. You've got some, 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 some superstar types in, in, uh, in, in Wally and I think potentially in Thomas. You've just got a lot going on in that receiver room. And, you know, when you think about where they were when, when they got here, it, it's, it's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive to me, the, the job they've done. Um, and if Rodgers can take another step forward this year, I mean, I think this offense has – it definitely has another gear. I don't, I, we'll see if they can, they can find it. But he, he can't complain. If there's one thing that Rodgers can't say is that I don't have weapons around me. You know, that's, 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 a, that's the thing of the past at Mississippi State. And, you know, what about catching all these passes – we're not even mentioning the running backs who are probably going to combine for easily 120 catches uh, between them. So, yeah this this is the this is the most talent states ever had at wide receiver. Um, but it's it's time to start cashing in here. Um, and I'm not saying that they haven't, but that they they've got to be putting up some big numbers um, moving forward because. You know, this is year three, and Leach has his guys in, in place. This is the time for the, the offense to kind of take hold. Yeah, I agree. All right, so that means uh, next week we are talking about the offensive Tight ends. line. No. no. Oh. Offensive line, and you know that what that means. Big question marks there on either end of the line. We'll see what happens. All right, tomorrow show is the rumblings. You know what to do. Send us your questions. We'll be happy to answer them. Uh, and also, we'll we'll take a look at uh, we'll do. I think we'll have future Brian come in and talk about what happens in Biloxi with Mississippi State and Texas Tech. Guys, have a great uh, Tuesday. Back with you on Wednesday for Robbie Falk. I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.